Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans... Ah, need to get in the kitchen and calm down. ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Welcome everybody to the Blood and Mud podcast, the podcast Hi. that has very low viewer numbers, but we <laughs> we don't get 137,000 column inches written about us in the national newspapers and media outlets. No, although we currently do have a low, you know, more viewers than GB News had at several points last week. So that is I mean, true, even, even yeah. just on Facebook, which I mean. Part of it, I think, is because I'm wearing a vest tonight, but, you know. I mean, yeah, let the word like, go forth from here. Those of you who haven't chosen to join us will not see the hot, hot, it's hot finally happened. vest I don't think that, Obviously, we've never broadcast live with me. I don't think I've ever worn a vest when doing the podcast before. But, frankly, I've not needed to because this is silly. This this weather is... Are you in the death zone? What is that... What, what, what's that? <laughs> oh, haven't you seen this? The uh, Met Office has announced, uh, put out their first ever uh, weather warning for extreme high temperatures uh, in Britain this afternoon. Um, yeah, well, you see, I saw that headline and it said, yeah. first ever extreme weather warning. And I thought, oh dear, here we go, global warming. And I clicked on it and it said, this is the first time they've used it since they introduced it in June. Oh, well, that's shit. I didn't even get that far. And it is. Because, yeah, I mean, just, you know, don't, I don't write the headlines, mate, but you just made me think <laughs> that there's a fucking extinction-level event coming because yeah. of the heat. I mean, it is fucking warm, mind. I don't know. I, I'm in the, the, the extreme heat zone, as is most of... Most of... I think slightly below... You're slightly above it, aren't you? It's mid-Wales. It's most or, of Wales, although it does feel extremely hot. It's, it's... I got in my car... Uh, at lunchtime, and the little temperature thing said it was 40 degrees, which is... Cars lie, though. Cars do lie, and it dropped to about 34, 35 by the time we got going. But 
that's still fucking hot. I don't all, I don't mind telling you. Of all the modes of transport to trust when they're telling you something, the car is the bottom of the list. As well Absolutely as not, yeah. Oil change needed, liar. Yeah. You know. Obviously, a publicly run bus company is the top one. 100%. Trust, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely know what they're doing. Or one of those volunteer disability ones that sends people around. Mm. They're pretty trustworthy. Yeah, then you're probably talking so. a motorbike, but not probably not a Harley Davidson. No. I mean, a motorbike, I, I mean, I assume anyway, a motorbike's so straightforward that, you know, it's only ever going to tell you what it's doing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's no, there's and, no computers. There's no fucking yeah. engine management system there, surely. No. No, not at all. So, yeah, so there you go then. So we, we, we've we probably got more viewers than GB News, but nobody's writing yeah. lengthy um, think pieces yeah. about no, it. Or, no, not at all. In fact, you know, if this was GB News, there would be a full front-page splash oh, 100%. on, on yeah, numerous yeah, yeah. websites tomorrow about the fact that you've worn a vest to try and get the viewers up or something. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe I'll do a full Michael Jackson Janet Jackson, rather, nip slip. Michael Jackson nip slip. Good Lord, you don't, please don't do that. <laughs> I think we'd get censored if that happened. Well, and rightly, canceled. frankly, rightly so. Yeah, You know, we're big advocates for cancelling things as people, people keep telling yeah. us. Mm-hmm. We're not, but people keep telling us that we are, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's currently, the temperature inside my house at the moment is uh, 31 degrees, which is just too hot. It's just too hot. I don't. I'll be amazed. I've, I've actually got. And viewers will see. I've got a, a cool pack here, <laughs> just to have on I, my lap. I, I shouldn't to think where you've just pulled that from. By the way, <laughs> it's, it's just. It's just. I'm on the glad table. you've got it's something. Right. Well, I've <laughs> got. Um, I have that most middle class of, of heat wave problems today. Let me tell you. Yeah. Do you know why? You know what? I have? In the office me, where I am now, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't get my sash window open because it's been painted oh, shut. See. A- but in between meetings at one o'clock, I thought I've fucking had enough of this, and I went to the garage <laughs> and got my aforementioned twenty nine ninety nine from the Central Isle of Little multi tool, mm. and the, win- the window frame got the fucking treatment. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I was, I obviously I was there using the power tool, giving it zzz, 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 all the way around. Mm. Did it? Finished it? Pints of sweat were falling off. Absolutely, me. yeah. Yeah, but I've got the window open. It's open now, so if you hear a dog barking or somebody outside, that's what it is. It's got a window open. I've got the window open, but the 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 air outside is hotter than the air inside, so it's it's one of those days (laughs) where it's providing me absolutely no benefit whatsoever. I've also I've put a load of pillows up, or you can't see. uh, Well, people who listen on the podcast definitely can't see, but those who are watching the live stream can't see either. I've got pillows all around me because I've emptied my office because I'm having me floor done tomorrow. So I don't. If I feel if I sound a little bit echoey, it's not because I'm trying to get all moody or gated. It's because I'm just. It's because I'm in an empty room. With I mean, it's a little bit surfaces. of that. It's a little, it's a little bit of that. that. I do mainly, think I need. Mainly we need more of an eighties vibe. Mm. Yeah, why not? Some more gated room. snares on this fucker. Why yeah. not? So anyway, there you go. I'm Lee. Hello. Hi, Lee. And over there is. Uh, I'm Josh. You knew that yeah. already. We are on the Patreon live stream now on the Facebook group and on YouTube special secret YouTube address. Some of you are joining us on there. So hello, welcome, 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 welcome. Hi, hi, hi. You can get in touch with us. I'm at Blood and Mud or Lee at bloodandmud.com. And how do people get in touch with you, Josh? Uh, At Josh Gardner, at rocked underscore mag. Uh, 
And I saw it. Yeah. And I've set you up, Josh at Blood and Mud. Oh, you have actually. Email yes. address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. I know. You know, I don't like to rush into these on. things. I don't no. like to rush in. So I think after six years, I feel yeah. you've heard your own email. Just, yeah, finally got it. <laughs> we finally got the key to the front door. So all of you uh, send me questions like, can you ask Josh what mm. bridge I should put on a 1997 Korean Stratocaster? Yeah, you yeah. You can now send that directly to him and I don't right have to, to ask, act Hell as his yeah. broker. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm, it I'm, has I'm been... Not, I'm not even more likely to respond now, but you know, maybe I will. But you can't, you can't blame me for not telling him is what I'm no, saying. No, exactly. So we are on Acast, we're on Apple, we're on Patreon.com blood and mud where you can get extra stuff and you get to watch this live stream and it's two pound a month or it's 20 pound for the year or now or it's five pound a month if you want extra bits the extra biography i haven't any, haven't had any this week as far as i can oh. tell oh. so again i could be behind on them please don't hesitate to tell me no actually tell josh josh at blood yeah, and tell me yeah well, tell josh and i'll say so, it's i'll say it's too fucking hot to worry about subscribing to podcast in this weather what are you doing it is absolutely fucking boiling. Let's not take no, it's make no bones about it. And I had to. I, I could mean, avoid no longer at the weekend. It's what Anna Seligman is saying, for those who can't see. It's, not like it's full stop, not full stop, that full stop halt. It's full stop. It's, but it's, you're not in the death zone, Anna. Yeah, you're in but you're in lovely London, where it's probably like 23 degrees or something. Whereas yeah, us, London, where they probably in the got death zone fans here. blowing across every part because of all the money in that. 33 you know degrees I mean? indoors. So I'm I'm I just talk about being hot. So I could no longer avoid it the weekend cutting back my bamboo. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> I literally had to cut back. Every week is a new middle class problem with you. Honestly. And, be pri- <laughs> and, and, and a privet. So I had to go out Saturday. I spent two and a half hours cutting down bamboo. Fuck me. Honest to God, the heat. I'm, I know what them lads who built the Panama Canal feel like now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because just two hours of cutting bamboo is very, very similar to being forced to work on the Panama Canal. Absolutely, basically the same. I'd I say. get yellow yeah. fever. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. see how they're any different at all. Those River Kwai lads, they didn't know anything. Not a clue. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, didn't even get to sing. To, they, yeah, they probably had to do a lot of bamboo cutting as well, to be didn't honest. They didn't so. even get to, you know, invent my own song with friends. No. I had to do it all on my no. own. I also oh, I had my headphones in, not these ones. Mm. Imagine doing fucking that much work in these. No, I had me, not me big ones. I had me little earbuds in and they kept falling out because my ears are so sweaty. It was very, it was distressing. It's and then Sunday, I, I I bought myself a new garden chipper because again, I'm so very middle class. Although to be fair, how much do you think <laughs> that a is garden... next level. That is how next level a garden shit. Chip, let me tell you this. A garden chipper that cuts, that, that chips branches up to 40 millimeters in diameter. How much? I mean, that's got to be a couple hundred quid, surely, at least. If well, not let me more. tell you. Let me tell you. I'm not going to charge you. Two, I'm going to be a market trader now. I'm not going to charge you 200 quid. I'm not going to charge 150 quid. I'm not going to charge 100 quid. 75 pounds. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's... That I thought this must be shit. And then, I, and then I read the reviews, and apparently it's not. And anyway, truth be told, no, it was fine. However, when you put the thicker branches in, you put them in, it kicks. It, oh. And one of them whipped me straight in the thumb joint. <sighs> Ooh. And I'm I'm struggling today, so so yeah. So you know, I mean, some I, people don't have any. Like for mate. example, I tell yeah, you what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't sell you my life for a fiver, listeners. It's terrible. Um, I I power washed the patio on the weekend because I was just like, this is the best the thing out? that I could possibly do. I did get the weeds out. Oh, I've dropped me fucking 
I right. just dropped my fucking cool pack on the floor. <laughs> He's landed on the router. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> I'll retrieve it now with my extremely dexterous feet. Um, yeah, I was just like, what's the best thing I can possibly do in this weather? It is to just basically spray a load of fucking water in the air and hope for the best. And it was great. I loved it. I'm getting, lo- I'm getting lots of hot getting questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Petrol or electric. Yeah, I've just responded. I won't, go, I won't go into here. I've responded to it in the <laughs> private chat because it's too secret and, you know, taboo to be talking about on the podcast. Yeah, so they go. So so we were all gardening then. Mind you, at least if you were power washing, you got you get a bit of spray. Exactly. That's down what I was thinking. I thought the spray was going to cool me off a bit. And to be fair, it did. But, you know, it was still bloody hot. So there anyway. you go. That's what's yeah. been happening this weekend. Mostly sweating. I did most of my gardening on Saturday in, in my 50% off Cardiff Blues vest. Damn right you did. Anybody that's wearing sleeves in this weather to do anything is just a fool to themselves, in my opinion. And, and then I did most of me chipping on Saturday, Sunday even, uh, tits out. I couldn't even deal with the vest. Yeah, there comes to a point where you've just got to accept tits out is the only way to go. Yeah. And then I, I got my incinerator out like a madman to try and burn some some excess stuff, lit it, chucked a load of green leaves on it. The toxic smoke it created caused my daughter to be very upset who was trying to sunbathe. So I had to uh, I had to pack it in. I tell so, you what, mind. Remember when we were young and it, like, it was nearer to you having, than it is to me now, but yeah. Yeah, but even then, like having a fire in your like burning a bunch of shit in your back garden was absolutely socially acceptable and nobody mm-hmm. batted an eyelid. Nowadays, you have a fucking barbecue and curtains start twitching for about 17 houses around. And you know what? I get it. I don't want to fucking well, inhale somebody else's secondhand smoke either. When did it stop becoming okay to have a, a proper fire in your garden? I think it was, was it about the same? I think it was not long after it was no longer okay just to open your door and let your dog out. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody can do that anymore, can they? And shout your dog on the yeah. front. But when I first, I moved into this house in 2016, and the back garden mm. was full of just so much stuff that needed to go. Bad things. Yeah. So yeah. I just started setting lighting fires to get rid of it. I mean, looking back, it was probably unreasonable, but I lit a fire every weekend for six weeks. <laughs> That's how much shit I had to burn. Fuck it up. Long story short, letter from the council came through my door. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. When did it? When did it become it become an environmental health thing? Like and it's it's. it's it's the shit. It's the cowardly shit of neighbours. I can't stand. Because yeah, if I know, the, I, know I know exactly who it was. I won't get into it. But he could have stuck his head over the fence while I was like moving stuff around and said, "Excuse yeah. me, mate, are you going to keep burning these fires every week? Because it's actually ruining me washing and stuff." And I got on. Yeah. You know, and I said something like, "Look, I'm really sorry. This will be my last one today. You know, obviously we had a lot to get through. I appreciate your patience." Instead, letter from the council. Yeah. Maybe buy, you know, maybe buy him a fucking bottle of wine or something as a, a sorry. Exactly. But now he's my mortal enemy now. Absolutely. So I'm going to light remember, me incinerator and put a, like a, a, a bent chimney on directly over his fence or something. I remember when we, a house we used to live in, um, the alarm for the house, and it was a rented house, so there's nothing we could do about any of the sort of structural stuff, but the like house alarm, we'd put it on every day and it would be fine. And then roughly sort of mid-morning time, it would just start going off every day. <laughs> but we were we had no idea about this because we have had full-time jobs, and by the time we came home, it was all fine. So we sort of, one day we just came home, and there was a fucking letter from the council, <laughs> a noise complaint thing, because our house alarm was going off 
every day for about two hours between the hours of like 11 and one um, from one of our neighbours. And it was just like, could you have not just put a note through the door that said, by the way, your house alarm's going off every single day. Could you maybe not set it or get somebody to come out? No, they just go straight to the fucking council. I don't, I don't want to get these people. I, want to go, I don't want to over-egg this, but these are the kind of people that caused entire streets to be murdered in the Cultural Revolution. Absolutely, They're the kind of people who've been ringing up the, the, the party HQ and saying, uh, there's a bloke in a vest who lives next door to me who looks like he's doing some very counter-revolutionary things. 100%. Like, you know, these are the sort of people who went, you know... In the fucking Khmer Rouge went, my neighbours, yeah. he pretends he doesn't wear glasses, but he does, all right? Yes, exactly. Is that, it's that I sort saw of him funny... reading a book. Yeah. yeah. It's that sort of fucking mealy shithouse behaviour. I just can't get with it. Stop it. Peter Dobson says these are the type of people who become TMOs. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely, yes. Yeah. Hard Professional grasses. <laughs> I tell you what, the TMO's doing a lot of fucking work for making me hate them at the moment. Oh. In nary a good try can be scored in rugby union these days without some fucking grass trying to ruin it. Are you enjoying Honestly. your freedom today, by the way, Josh? Well, I mean, obviously, I freed uh, everything. <laughs> free the tops of your just, arms. Yeah, the tops of my arms yeah. down are free as a bird. Uh, yeah, I went out today. Everyone's still wearing masks. <laughs> so good. Well, Carry my son is off out because when they announced this day, mm. he bought a ticket for the, a nightclub in Chester months ago. I mean, so he's going what? out tonight. And to be, he's only 19. He turned 18 in lockdown. So he's not been to a club because he tried to go when he was 17 and his fake ID got bounced before the lockdown. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he'd get away with it at the pubs here. But as soon as he went to a club in, in Chester, he was like, yeah, mate, no, it's oh, not real. Muck yeah. him. Come off it. <laughs> what happened was, he, he's, he's called, well, he's got my surname, right? Which you can remember. Yes. But, but, and he's, and he's, he's, he's called Patrick. It's not going to be, anyway, you know, just nobody, nobody steal his identity, please. <laughs> but anyway, he's, and you get these ones from America and they look quite good apart from the name because the name is quite literally stuck on with transfers. It's not inside the laminate. They're like driving lights. Yeah, yeah. So they just they start falling off after 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 a time. So his fell his fell off. So he, it looked like he was simply called Pat Sarver because the L had gone out of the middle. P A T space C A. And and to be fair to the little fucker, it's French. Somebody, somebody said to him, somebody somebody said to him. No, he weirdly said he was Portuguese. He said, "Oh, lovely." He said, he said, oh, is this, is this you? He said, yeah, 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 I'm a Portuguese family. One of them, oh, really? Where's your family from? And he went, Lisbon? That's interesting, yeah. You've got to plan the lie there. You've got to create a whole backstory. You've got yeah. to commit to the character. You have, yeah, that's the thing you hadn't thought. He could have said, yeah, yeah, they crossed the border to fight against the fascists in the Spanish, uh, Spanish Civil War. And then he met and a to, woman from Liverpool and they come yeah, over. They had to flee to Rill for some reason. Oh, yeah, anyway, sorry, where yes. are we up to now? We begin as we always begin, with a player spotted, don't we? Yes, yeah, we do. Um, so I'd like to thank Bailey and Aurora for getting in touch on the DMs on the Twitter, because mm. I don't know if that's a, a, a man or a, a woman, I'll be honest, Bailey. Either way, either. this person, wow. they have been in touch with me and said, I was playing in the open at, now it's spelt Milne Gavi, but he, they've helpfully said it's pronounced Mulgai. Okay, cool. So we're playing the open at Mulgai Golf Club. 
and was handed my scorecard into the club, handing my scorecard into the club after an average but enjoyable round, went up steps to the first tee, Adam Hastings and Darcy Graham. Oh. And someone else who I can't recall the name of. It's because you didn't know the name or you didn't know him and I can't remember. Didn't care. Uh, Adam drove through the dog leg on the first. Mm -hmm. Darcy took the tiger line and cut it into the corner. I didn't say anything. Take, it, Darcy's a risk taker, see? I well, like that. It's not surprising, is it? Why do you think Adam no, was a bit more like that? Why do you think Adam mm, would be? Yeah. He said, uh, I didn't say anything. Does this look like their time to relax? He said, well, that was nice of you, Bailey. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, God, although I don't find golf in a very relaxing game when I've played, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, I find it really annoying because I just cannot hit the ball fucking straight. I can strike the ball unbelievably well. It's probably my most <laughs> natural talent. But... I cannot make it go in a straight line. Well, so you catch it beautifully, but it flies off at a 45-degree angle or something. Yeah, it's, what, it's like the only sport that I've ever found myself genuinely naturally gifted at in that I can like make beautiful contact with the ball and spank <laughs> it 150 yards with ease, but just not in the direction that I want it to go. <laughs> I'm an absolute menace. Some would say that range. means you're not very naturally gifted at it, Josh, I'll be honest. But, <laughs> well, um... I mean, I think it's more about, you know, I, I basically need coaching to sort of technically sort me out, but my fundamentals are, are just absolutely God-given and fine. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I quite like playing golf not much because I just get very – then I accept that I'm crap. Absolutely. If I played every week and was equally as bad, which is pretty guaranteed I would be, I'd then start to just hate myself and be very, very angry. So it's yeah, best no, just to mean. just play on a stag do every couple of years, I think. 100 hard degree. And yes, absolutely. Uh, golf is, is extremely Tory. There's no getting away from it. So that's fine. So thank you for that play spotted, Bailey. You can get yes. a play spotted to us, <clears throat> leeatbloodandwood.com or on the DMs mm -hmm. or on the Patreon messaging, of course, if you're one of those lovely of people. So that's that. Um, I've also got a new boom arm this week. It's very, I'm, I'm moving it around. My voice oh, is yeah, look at the, But it's a beauty. It Tell you what, look at the, the movement of that. I it's mean, honestly the and it's got the, the cable tied up and everything. It's absolutely oh, wonderful. God. So, I, not only have I, I've got a middle class boom arm, I've got a garden chipper, I've got a, honestly, a sash window that now opens. You've had a great, it's There's been no a, and a week for you. Yeah. If I played golf, I might as well just become a member of the House <laughs> of Lords or something. Um, Right then, so then, that was the spotted. Thank you very much. Should we, should we do some news, Josh? I, mean, I, I think we probably, probably should, should. Probably should, shouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, today's bigger news uh, yeah. is that Richard Cockrell has left Edinburgh. Um, yeah. Or mutually parted ways with Edinburgh to seek yeah, other right opportunities. <laughs> not, not sure what those other opportunities are unless, you know. I remember a girl mutually finished with me once when I was in sixth form. <laughs> it's the way I'm telling it. Yeah, exactly. It's not you, Lee, it's me. It's the way I feel about you every time I look at you. That's what the problem is. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out, you know, because, like, he, Cockerell, obviously, is a very fiery, uncompromising sort of character, to mm -hmm. be polite. Um, so, and there's, you know, already... Rumours rumbling around that most of the playing staff fucking hated him um, and some of them wouldn't refuse to carry on playing for him. But, I mean, that sort of thing is standard when a coach gets sacked, isn't it? Especially yeah. like this. Well, yeah, exactly. Coming, did they? Yeah. I sort of, especially this close. You know, remember when, you know, Dimes left, like, sales so 
close to the start of the season and it was just kind of like, what's going on? You know, and it feels a bit like that. It's like, surely he must have something lined up to go now. Rather it's than one of two leave. things, isn't it? It's he's gone to him and said, "Look, somebody, you know, I've been adumpted or whatever." Basically, somebody's been in touch, and I think that actually this is what I want to do. And then they've had a bit of a row for a few days, and they begrudgingly let him go, sort of thing. Um, yeah. I'd, or he's just said about it because he's seen a couple of his good players leave, hasn't he, and stuff. And he thought, "I just don't, you know, this is too." Well, this is the other thing. Like I can't take him any further. Whether he's, you know, been promised like some semblance of a strengthened squad or resources or the ability to sort of get people in to replace, you know, losing the players that they've lost this season. Or, you know, particularly Duan van der Merwe, obviously, who's going to be a massive fucking loss to that squad. And mm. that's just not happened. Or he's given them a list of players that they want to, he wants them to target and they've come up with fuck all. Or, you know, as you say, maybe the Stu Clark makes a very if it's another club, the SRU you probably want the cash from a big club buying out the last two years of his contract. And yeah, that is probably a not a business for everybody, to be honest. Yeah. Exactly. If he turns up in you know somewhere else. But you know, let's not forget Paul Gustard mutually parted ways with Harlequins and ended up being Benetton's defence coach for some reason. And two so... minutes after he mutually went, everyone said we fucking hated it. We hated him and everything that he did. <laughs> But yeah, it will be interesting to see how that whole sketch pans out. Like, does does he rock up? You know, there's not a long list of clubs where you think he would be welcome, you know? Like, what are we talking? Bath, maybe? I, thought, I, I immediately thought, oh, hoop. I've Quinn's found a head coach, but I forgot they've got the, the Kiwi guy coming in, haven't they? And um, Yeah, although I still think that hasn't been officially announced. But, like, yeah, it feels to me like they wouldn't go for a cockerel having just flamed out with Gestard because they're quite similar in that they're shouty, angry men that I'm <laughs> demand. You don't, you don't want to go bald twice, You don't want to double bald. No. Snake eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a cruet set. Yeah. Uh, Wasps is a shout. Kieran Ricketts on the old, uh, on the Facebook says uh, Wasps could be a good shout. And yeah, I could see that. Things didn't go well last season with Lee Blackett being given the reins full time. Whether he would come in as a DOR type figure and let Blackett still be head coach, you could see that happening. Or you could. See him going back to France. He was with Toulon for a little bit. Don't forget. Like, which clubs fancy a bit more of a shit house? And yeah, Wasp, exactly. Wasp That's why would I think... fit that mould, wouldn't they? And actually, we've got yeah. Lee. He's a, he's a lovely lad, but we need somebody who's a bit more of a. And yeah. Wasp is a bit like. Sorry, Bath's a bit like that. Do they need? Yeah, do, they, Bath... do they need a bit of a shit house controlling stuff? Yeah, like it? Bath are a team that have got a pack that seems ready to be a bunch of shit houses. <laughs> But they don't seem to really play up to that very often, and you feel like certainly. And also, you can believe that somebody like Bruce Craig would, you know, the week that preseason starts goes. I can't have another fucking year of looking at Stuart Hooper's hangdog face <laughs> while we finish seventh. Fuck it, you know, we might as well just spend some money now buy him out of his contract and hopefully get top four this year or something, you know? 
I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah but it's, 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 it's not it's, a long. There's not a lot. A lot. There's not a long list of potential places he could end up that would be a step up from what he's got in Edinburgh. Really, you know, not that Edinburgh have been any great shakes last year, but they certainly are on upward trajectory since he joined. So, somebody's just yeah. said Gloucester. That's a good shout. Oh, that's always a good shout. I mean, if it sounds mad. If something weird is happening, go Gloucester. Is it, is it weird? Does it sound promising that will ultimately end in heartbreak? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it the sort of thing where people would get very excited for six months and then the wheels would come off? Absolutely. Tick, tick, Gloucester. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. And we'll, we'll see what comes out about his time in Edinburgh. We will. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's Richard Cocker will leave at Edinburgh. What else we got on the news? Um, the the Corabetta, Marika Corabetti red card has been rescinded. Yeah, I mean, at the, the time panel. it seemed a bit like of all the red cards that have been given out recently for those sort of hits, it was the one that you went, I mean, you could see both sides of it. You could see it being given as a red, but you could also see, you know, there wasn't direct contact. Everybody bent down, didn't they? Yeah. And nobody so, lined anything up. It didn't seem that reckless to me. Um, no. I suppose I what you're asking, you're, gonna, you're always asking the question with things like this is, if that is a red card, what is it you're mm-hmm. trying to change about what they're doing? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think Corabetti got that much wrong. I think he, he could maybe is not. I think that the, there's, there's a fundamental problem with it in that there's something you can always get wrong is you don't have to drive that hard at people. True, yeah. You can be more that that's all and I think that's where a lot of the people who don't like the protocols have a problem because they're saying that fundamentally changes rugby too much. And that's mm. a significant problem because you have to be able to have not even a dominant tackle, but you have to drive into a tackle. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. what the paradigm has been for the past fifteen years, really. But I suppose what you could say is is that you avoid all of that if you just let Jalonch run. It was Jalonch, wasn't it? You let your launch run, you absorb the hit and bring him down. Mm. Well, so I suppose it's that, that, but I, v- I don't very think you read the way spoke- out of that. No, it was the thing that was very briefly spoken about in the Six Nations, which I haven't really heard any mention of since. But I actually thought was quite good was this talk of like active and passive tackles. And like, you know, the active pat is what, you know, the big hit is driving into somebody is what Faf de Klerk was trying to do on Wednesday night for the Lions is what Corey Betty was trying to do for Australia. You know, there's a difference. The behaviour change will need to be for players to decide when they could make those active, like attempted dominant tackles, but there's a risk of player injury for them to just in that moment decide, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make the passive tackle and allow them to come and still take him down, but you know maybe he gains a yard. But yeah, and that's well, a lot of the people who are quite salty about it. You say, okay, behaviour change advocates. What do you think Corabetti should have done there? And the, the simple answer is, you should do a passive tackle. Yeah, but then people say, well, who the hell wants to watch that game? And then I come back to people watch the game that looked like that up until about 15 years ago. So, yeah. it was, you know, it was called the Sport of Rugby Union, and it yeah, was really yeah. popular. It was actually more popular than it is now. You can't reverse conditioning you can't no, reverse you can't. history and i think there's far too many people who look back at that time and go you know 
scrum halves play with their heads up then it's like you know the, like yeah because they had about an extra 82 seconds to make a decision before somebody killed them which yeah. is now you get killed at 0.82 of a second don't have time to get your head up i mean they're, they're running set plays yeah because they don't have any time yeah without a set play going to get murdered by the inside <laughs> center you know it's kind of, um, anyway, yeah, so I do think that's that's the question. And does that render rugby so unwatchable that it's a problem? We'll never know. That's, I don't know if you heard, that's my son laughing on his way out. He's got no idea he's going to get home, by the way. The club closes at half three, so I'll leave it. I mean, it. it sounds like you're making another trip to Chester, mate. Oh, no, I've told him unequivocally that he's hanging around his chest until public <laughs> transport starts at half six if he's got no way of getting home at half three. And frankly, who among us hasn't done that? Oh God, yeah. I slept at Wigan Railway Station once. Yeah, I slept at Cardiff. I slept at Cardiff Central <laughs> a couple of times. Good crack. I mean, it's not, but you do it's it not. anyway. Don't you? And, 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 well, I feel like crying thinking about doing it now. But yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, where were we before we were distracted by my fine. child leaving the house? But uh, uh, yeah, we were saying it. It you know, I can understand why they rescinded it. I still yes. think that it was a tackle that shouldn't have happened but when you look at the framework and the law and everything it's like you can understand why they sort of decided to i don't well, know let's forget corabetti's come from rugby league i mean the fact yeah. that he's he's gone to bending at the waist is exactly. is quite a move the fact that he hasn't planted an elbow directly into somebody's fucking thorax and then is... gone up to the second knuckle of his index finger up his <laughs> up his fundaments when he the... why does this keep happening in rugby league <laughs> It is a it is a thing in the game. I played rugby league for a number of years, and it is it is quite well. Would you? It's not it's not shit out. It's shit fingering, I suppose you'd call yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It is quite. It's literally shit fingering. Which I mean, it's grim. <laughs> Unless you're into that kind of thing, then it's good Unless fingering. You're into I guess. That. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I say, I say regardless. I say regardless. <laughs> if it's uninvited, uh, it's still I'm not. not you know, we, yeah. as we know, we don't kick, kick shame people on this podcast. Absolutely not. However, consent is important. Consent is and very important. And you're I not trying to be kinky the, in a rugby game, that is, usually. The, that is the nub of this issue, broadly. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah. So that's been rescinded. Fair enough. I mean, a lot of people will say, well, that's a disgrace because it shouldn't have ever have been. You know, it was obvious it should never have been. I don't think it was that obvious. I don't I think, think it was, it was that obvious. Other, it, it, it was marginal. It, and also, it had a lot of whiplash in in the play in the in the it playing, did. didn't it? Which and, never looks good. And and Jalonch clearly fucking felt it, which yeah. always doesn't help either. Yeah, people have said he made a meal of it, but I think he just got a fucking shoulder in the face from a giant Fijian bloke. With and without the ball, yeah, big star. Uh, speaking of people who hit hard, uh, Sia Khaleesi mm-hmm. doesn't like he's going to be fit. Saturday. Uh, no, yeah, they're still saying like it might happen, but all the talk coming out of South Africa is that it's unlikely that he's going to be able to be because he gets out of he could potentially get out back into training today, I think, or tomorrow. But even then, he will have to begin the return to play protocols, which is supposed to take a week anyway. So it seems very unlikely that he will play, which is obviously a massive loss for. For South Africa, but you know they're not short of decent back row players. Let's face it. No, no, indeed. Um, yeah, be sad that he's not playing though. But I mean, he should be back for the second or third test. So yeah, I mean, it's it's more a shame that he can't, you know, for their first proper competitive, meaningful fixture since the World Cup final that he can't 
lead this to his team out, which is a great shame. But you know, mm. he will be back. Oh. One of the news that we got. Speaking of uh, people who are not coming back, actually, mm-hmm. uh, well, he will be eventually. But Lewis Ludlow's been banned for four games. I mean, quite right too. You need somebody in the fucking face. So there's nothing marginal <laughs> about needing people in the face, is there? What Let's are you doing? Previous discussion. Um, yeah. Um, other people who won't be back, uh, Warren Abrams, Wales women head coach, um, has <laughs> again mutually parted ways to explore other <laughs> as opportunities. Mutually, as, 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 as mutually fallen on his sword in that he basically stood there while people sat on him to push, push him onto the sword, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was appointed in November. Um, Wales women, ab- I mean, obviously face huge structural reasons why they're bad anyway, but, well, they can't compete, but they got absolutely fucking hosed in the Six Nations. Um, and, yeah, new WIU performance director Nigel Walker has basically come in, taken one look at that and gone, I know quite a lot about running at, at least, you know, at least sport in uh, Britain, mate, and you can fuck right off immediately. Good appointment, and Nigel, actually, isn't he? Really good appointment. You know, his ex- it's with the greatest respect to Ryan Jones, the only thing that Ryan Jones knew about elite fucking athlete performance and all of that sort of stuff is he played for Wales a lot and was an elite athlete himself, whereas Nigel actually has genuine experience of running, you know, the English Institute of Sport or whatever it is, it's, you know, it, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. He's worked in elite sport and worked at managing elite sport for a very long time. And now he's going to have overview of and purview over all of the Wales teams bar the senior men's. And that's got to be a good thing, surely. I, I'm just, I can't tell you how delighted I am to have another Nigel in Welsh rugby to talk about, <laughs> to be honest. I can't wait I mean, till we yeah, all turn uh, our heads that way. I'd like to think that the... The current Nige is going to sort of fade off into the sunset and let Walker become the one true Nige. But I think we all know that that's extremely fucking unlikely. Yeah. That's pretty early. More on that later. The um, mm. In other news, the All Blacks have named their squad for the Rugby Championship. Um, Indeed. How do you feel, Scotland, that the one look at Finley Christie was enough for New Zealand and they've not bothered calling him up for the Rugby Championship? <laughs> so he can never play for Scotland again and we're not fucking interested either. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't say that the uh, that New Zealand do any of that stuff cynically. You know, they, they just wanted a look. They wanted an honest-to-goodness look. And now TJ Perinara's back, so he can fuck yeah. off. It's basically the long and short of it. I suppose some of the news is Tupu Vai keeps his place, isn't he, after... Yeah. And it's... New Youngers, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a... You know, it's the All Blacks at the end of the day. It's always going to be a squad filled with fucking good players. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. They were obviously much better against Fiji this week than they were last week. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, Australia looking good at the moment, you know, or it's hard to see to sort of understand mm. where they really are. Who knows what South Africa are looking like, but I imagine by the end of the fucking Lions series, they will be certainly pretty in fucking their groove. And, yeah, Argentina look like they're tuning up nicely, given what they did to fucking Wales on Saturday. So, yeah, it'll be an the interesting rugby championship, I think. When does it start? I've got no idea. 
Ever, I've I got think... no idea when seasons begin and end or anything anymore. Let's so. find out. Rugby Championship 2000. I'm guessing it'll be rugby. two weeks. Not... It'll be about a week after this line finishes. Yeah, a week no, they, or two probably... weeks after. Or they'll be playing, no, the or other... maybe the, the Southern Hemisphere, sorry, the um, Australasian teams will be playing uh, 14th of August. 14th, right. 14th of August, South Africa, Argentina. And the last so... Lions test is the 4th of August? Yeah, so they've got a couple of weeks off. And then straight into no, the seventh of August. Yeah, it's the week after seventh of August. Oof, week after. Fucking hell. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not. I guess welcome to fucking COVID times rugby scheduling. But uh, yeah, and yeah, then straight into fucking you know seven straight weeks of rugbying. Have you got any more news? Uh, the Dragons have signed uh, Fijian Taitet, uh, Maseke Doge, who mm-hmm. I mainly like because his name is Doggy. Uh, yeah, who he's playing for Breve uh, this time last year. Uh, he's 28 years old. We're playing for Fiji against New Zealand. Good signing, I think. Mm. Well, judging by the performance of the uh, aforementioned Dragons at the weekend... The part they played, they might need to bring somebody in from abroad. So, uh, right, so that's the news. Unless, no, was that definitely it from the news from you? I've got nothing else. Uh, Wasps have got a new logo. They changed their logo from a. a I don't bee think that, that was, was news, fa- but I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a bee that was once facing left. Uh, he's, he's facing the other way. That's now the he's facing thing. right, uh, and he's got and where he used to have just a normal I think he's shape. Probably a wasp, not a bee, as well. I'll make. I'd, well, I'd like you know, to make same that shit, point. isn't it? I mean, <laughs> no, he's not either. Because wasps it's are the not, world's most what, evil thing not, created, and bees aren't. He's not. He's not anything because he's got the wrong number of fucking legs to be a wasp. For starters, and he's now got a slightly. He's only got four legs. Wasps have got way more than that. To be fair, the old logo, he only had three legs. So I guess his progress, you know, by 2050, maybe he'll have the full complement of actual wasp's legs. Um, and now his eye's gone from being like a normal eye to being a little angry eye. He's got a bit more cartoony. Yeah. And he's lost his little uh, yellow background. So cool. Yeah, I guess. Are all the new kits out? Uh, soon, I think. Front new French shirts launching tomorrow, I believe. Um, I imagine it'll be blue with some some red and white on it, it, probably. Yeah, yeah, maybe a bit of blue and white. But yeah, you know, it's it, we're getting to that time of year. Well, the Osprey's Umbro stash launched today, just the training kit. But uh, yeah, ooh, Springbok side for the first test will be named uh, twelve thirty tomorrow. Oh, they're not talking the about, are they? No. There's no point we... in keeping them guessing because we've only got 23 people fit anyway. I so guess that's, that's not... kind of it. There's not <laughs> there's not a great deal of guessing with this team with combined with COVID injuries and, you know, the fact that this is a settled team that won the World Cup the year and a half ago. I guess there's not a lot of fucking room for surprises there, is there? The team but, is uh, in yeah. our people who have not been admitted to the sanatorium in the last week. Basically, yeah. But then the Lions are not naming theirs until 10 a.m. on Thursday. So Gatlin doesn't do his because remember when he was in charge of Wales, it was like I name it Tuesday and that's it. Fuck off. I'm done for the week. Whereas he's obviously not doing that, is he? <laughs> yeah, sometimes he, well, there was a, a time where they were they were getting a bit leaky, and so he's just like, Well, fuck you, I'll name it on Tuesday then. <laughs> but uh yeah, obviously no leaks in the Lions camp this time. So yeah. Okay. I think that's the news. That is 
as they say the news. Um, so at the end of that, then, we now go into talking about the weekend. Well, it's a bit more than the weekend because we've got two Lions games to talk about, haven't we? We have. Um, and the results of these warm-up games are either very meaningful, uh, indeed, or not meaningful at all. And that entirely depends on whether you're a South African fan or pundit between 9pm on Wednesday and about 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Right, In that so time, really that meaningful. Hold yes. that thought, because we're going to say goodbye to our non-Patreon listeners at this point. Oh, yes, of course. Don't be giving the gold away to the people who don't support us. Do you know what I mean? Sorry. So, uh, yeah. So, we'll speak to you all in a little bit. Goodbye. Yes. These days, everybody wants to be green. I'm not talking about selfies with your favorite houseplant or fair weather football fans. I'm talking frank and honest coffee, sustainably made, supporting local jobs and communities. We are guaranteed Irish and a genuinely greener choice. Frank and honest, you can't fake great tasting coffee. Available in Centra and Super Value stores nationwide. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans, <laughs> get in the kitchen and calm down, or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. So we welcome back our non-patron listeners. You have just missed good chat about the weekend, frustration with Nigel Owens, and a big, long discussion about the Lions test team. Big old long one. If you want a bit of that, patreon.com slash blood and mud. So... Uh, should we do shit good now? Uh, yes. Do you want shit? Do you want good? We always do shit first, so let's do that. Let's not let's not Fair ruin enough. the you know the cocktail now. Go on. Um, well, we did it, and the only shit that I had really was um what we were talking about with Sky Sports and their broadcasting. But I suppose I can just put like everything to do with Wales, but particularly <laughs> Wales is. Basically, you know, it was hot on the weekend, right? We discussed at length in this podcast how hot it was on this weekend, right? But I've never seen handling as bad as Wales did on Saturday afternoon. Like, in terms of basic skills, just like a ball hitting somebody on the hands. Over, Like, how many knock-ons did Wales have in that game? I lost fucking count. That Tom Rogers one where... You know, he was through and in, and the ball, he some for some reason contorted his arms into the most unlikely position possible to actually catch the ball when all he needed to do was put his hands up. It makes you wonder what they've been doing for the last month, because it sure <laughs> as hell hasn't been fucking catching practice. There was lots of talk around it being dead hot so nobody can catch anymore. That's a new one. Uh, I think they said that, like the the thing is, oh well, you got sweaty hands, haven't they? And I loved in the Lions game on was it on, was it the Wednesday one or the Saturday one where Sam was just like, oh, did you not have fucking sticky stuff? Yeah, like sticky. When you like, played well. in the NFL, like, yeah, I should coat yeah, yeah. my hands in it. Yeah, well, well, well like, Greenwood yeah. tried to make a joke about how they didn't even have television when he played. It's like you record, you retired in two thousand and six. Only two years out from the iPhone, you dickhead. This is the thing, like, you know, clearly players use stuff on hot days and wet days. They spray their hands with thing, you know, tacky Something shit. Probably, probably a bit like tree sap you get from pine when you cut that. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably, it's what they probably use in baseball, you know, the, the 
bat, you know, batsmen use pine tar and various other things on their hands to um, to be able to to grip the back grip better, so it doesn't fly out of their hands and fucking brain someone. And pitchers illegally use it to get more purchase on the ball in baseball. But you know, it's it's a kind of uh, weirdly, it's a massive controversy in baseball at the moment about pitchers using sticky stuff. But yeah, like stuff exists you know there's no excuse if you can spray a thing on your hands that make you like fucking spider-man there's no excuse for dropping balls in the way that you know players are were dropping balls on saturday it was fucking appalling that's got the shit here then reese not gets in touch hello reese he says shit is uh, the fact that only one of the scrum arms looks like he can provide them with any sort of tempo price and the other two options are a pensioner and a shoe thrower. <laughs> uh, Ryan Worley says that shit is that my son's tested positive for COVID and I have uh, to isolate for the first time, which is, as a result means I'm not going to be able to head back to Wales next week. Oh, sorry to hear about that. Uh, mate. And he says, but good is my son's actually asymptomatic now, so fingers crossed he should be all right. Yeah. Indeed. It's a mad old time. You're not so enjoying Freedom Day, are you, Ryan? Hell no. Um, Rugby Fixation Podcast gets in touch and says, that's a new one. I hope you're, I hope you're doing well with your podcast, Rugby Fixation Indeed. Podcast. He says that shit is, um, I bet you've still got more list viewers than GB News, but nobody's right about you either. He says, shit is the Wallabies getting a red card in the fifth minute and playing nearly the entire match without the best back for it to be only to be deemed a mistake and the fact that it shouldn't have been a red in the first place. Shit happens though, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It does, and they still won the game. So incorrect decisions yeah. are made in games. I think this. Yeah. I think we have to live with that, don't we? Um, and I don't think. Yeah, I can understand why it was overturned, but I don't think it was that horrendous to send, to send it off anyway. But anyway, no. there we go. Anyway, porridge push. Porridge pusher gets in touch. He said, "Shit is the term test match animal. It's gotten to the <laughs> point where any player that was once good but hasn't shown any form in two years or more is handed this title as a get out of jail free card to explain away the fact that they are currently crap." Yeah. I think what it is, it tends to be, is, no, I like this player, therefore he's a test <laughs> match animal. It must be still good, yeah. Regardless of whether they've been good at all in the last couple of years, yeah. Bruce McConaughey says, shit, was the Rugby Values wankathon over the post-game jersey swap, etc. cetera, the Lions versus the Stormers? Well, yeah, I mean, the only good part about that was when Mako Vinopola couldn't get his Stormers jersey on. As David Howell says straight afterwards, yeah, the good was that Mako couldn't get his, uh, couldn't get his shirt on. I mean, a lot of those pictures were obviously a pro, like, paid-for photographer going on the pitch. You're going, can you guys just put your arms around each other? I'll get a photo of you. And he went, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's values, rugby values. This game's different. We're better. We don't so shit in the mouths boring. of babies like footballers do. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's so boring. So very boring. Yeah, we've been there before. I can't do it again. Yeah, but, um, let's not. Uh, Ten Ep gets in touch and says, shit was the inevitability of what would happen when the Dragons front five met the Pumas. I mean, yeah. And I think Sonny pointed out one of the front five actually plays for the Ospreys. But uh, either way, I see what it you're did, saying. But I still, see what you're it saying. was primarily Dragons front five and it didn't go well. Shall we do some goods before we finish? Yeah. Good for me. Adam. Yeah. Sir John Peterson, the fullback for the Stormers. Oh, yeah. He was He was fun. trying his bollocks off that last <laughs> He week. really was. My word. Nice player as well. He deserves yeah, a lot really better nice. than that. I think yeah, we should have does. a look at that guy. Yeah, I wonder if the Springboks will at some point. But uh, yeah. He looks like he's half bald. He looks like a quite old man, but that could just be me getting him mixed up. So you do yours. I'll look up how old he is. 
Um, well, obviously, good for me is Adam fucking Beard because I am unbearable when I'm right, and I have been banging the Beard drum so very much. If he's honestly, if he starts the first test, I'm just going to be a fucking nightmare on this podcast next week, especially if he plays well. Because remember when Pivak dropped him, and Wales instantly became much worse, and then and then they've been in decades almost overnight, and I said. The problem here is that he's dropped Adam Beard and then he brought him back and all of a sudden Wales won the Six Nations. I remember when everybody, when he didn't get picked by the Lions and I was quite salty about it and everybody in Scotland and Ireland got really angry about it when he did get picked and then he turned up and started demolishing South African malls at will. Do you remember that? Do you remember when he threw a missed three bounce pass and then popped up a first receiver at the next ruck and scored in your fucking face? And then popped up in the 13 channel again for the next try. He's on the left-hand side good, of the field. He's such a good player. He's a classic. He's like a submarine pitcher in baseball. It looks like it's it, none of it should work. Yeah, he absolutely fails the sight test. Yeah. yeah, he absolutely fails the sight test because he looks like an overburdened giraffe. But something about it just works. And he's got much better hands and much better vision and much better all-round skills than he looks like he does. And it doesn't help that he looks like, you know, He's fallen down a few too many stairs in his time. But he just he just works. He's just a great player. And I'm thrilled for every bit of success that he has. Sergio Peterson is twenty six. Yes. And he's only he's only five foot seven and thirteen stone three. So he's not gonna get picked for the spring box. But never ever, but why is he not play is he playing with the sevens? I feel like he'd be good in the sevens. Uh, no. No, he's played See? for schools. He's played for a Springbok selected 15 a few years back. Surely a five foot seven pocket rocket is perfect sevens fodder for fucking. You think so, wouldn't you? But anyway, yeah, nice player. Yeah. I was really, really trying nice his player. fucking really enjoyed him. Anyway. Uh, what else we got here? Good. Ollie White gets in touch. He said, um, oh, I've, I've put this in the wrong place. He said it was shit. I'll read it out, Ollie, because I put it on bit. He said, Ollie said that shit was, I posted here the other day, but Christ almighty, if I see one more comment saying the box are going to win the series 4-0, like playing the A-team as an actual test, I'm going to pull the rest of my hair out of my already balding scalp. <laughs> he said, and also shit is the mental gymnastics people are doing to fit a player in a test squad. Somebody's put Sam Simmons in at six. Yeah. Honestly. Ridiculous. Honestly. Will Gaines gets in touch. He said, it's been all around the interweb, but good is from the NRL, which is the guy's um, wristband that he's written on. Oh, I fucking he's love that. He's written, fold some cunt. <laughs> some cunt. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing in this game? Oh, yeah, right, just, okay. I mean, if you could, like, that is the end of rugby league right there, it isn't is. it? Well, it's, it's that. Like, three it's words that. to describe a sport. Yeah, fold some cunt. It's usually always like Psalms or a crucifix yeah, yeah, or, a or cross. what would yeah, Jesus yeah. do and all that, innit? And yeah, yeah no, fold, fold some, cunt. some cunt. Yeah, nice one. Francis, what I feel gets into it. She says, good is Sarah Elgin's interviews. Good questions and interviews for Sky, plus all the Welsh language content she's covering for S4C as well. Uh, she's a busy woman. She says, I've met Sarah Elgin. Hmm. Uh, she's very, very small. I can believe that. But a very obviously a very talented and personal. She's woman. a very good broadcaster. Very good I broadcaster. But she's obviously fighting against the t- the smallness like a man in yes. she wears very big shoes very and big she's hair. about forty percent hair. But mm. she's trying to create a larger like Kelly Jones from the stereophonics with that big hair he's got because he's about exactly. four foot two, isn't he? So yeah. Yeah, he is. 
But I mean, all of that aside, she's very glam and all that, but she's a very good broadcaster. She's genuinely very good. She's one of the best. I just don't, I think that, you know, she could be part of the 50% less people on Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, okay, what else we got here? Gary, have you got any good? Sorry, I'm just plodding through here. I just said Alan Beard, didn't I? You know, of course. Yeah. What, Gary Gorge. Gary Gorge gets in touch. Says good is realizing how much Gats is detested by my Irish friend, and by all <laughs> accounts, the rest of Ireland. Gary's a South African man. He said it. It's been. It's been used. Oh, hang on, sorry. It's been used to great friendly shit housing effects in recent weeks when he drops Connor for the first test. He might actually explode, my mate, not Gatland, uh, Gary points out. <laughs> it's the thing, this Celtic Brotherhood thing in the rugby. I, I had to point this out to somebody the other day. I said, no, 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 in rugby, Wales and Ireland fucking hate each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Celts um, hate each other anyway. I mean, in Wales, yeah. people despise people from the next village, in my experience. Exactly. They don't mind something from another country. So, do not, do not underestimate how parochial we can get when we want to. <laughs> Um, I remember when I went to I went to Ireland to my Natalie's granny, and mm. I said to her, and they live in like the middle of fucking nowhere on a lane, you know, and I said, in County Derry, and I said to her, I said, "Are you from Slack Manus, The place is called." I said, "Did you grow up in Slack Manus then, Granny?" Oh no, 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 not at all. I said, "No," I said, "Oh well, where did you grow up then?" I grew up in Lestrace. And I looked out the window, and Lestress is round the corner on the lane. It's the next collection of houses. And she said it like she's, she was going to say she grew up in Bombay or something. It was the most incredible thing. Uh, right then, uh, sorry. Uh, Ashling the Duel gets in touch, and she says, good, is the Lazarus-like recoveries the Lions are making, dislocated shoulders and hamstrings healing in record time. We'll see how the patch-up jobs stand up to the box. Yes, we will. She says, I'm having shit as I live in St. Louis. And my air conditioning is broken for the second time in a month, and I'm literally stewing in my own juices. Yeah, we think it's hot here. I mean, the American Midwest. I'm, tell me about I'm it. I'm not going to lie. I'm currently stewing in my own juices right now because my ice pack is just fucking shit now. It's warm. <laughs> but, it's just it's just lukewarm water now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else uh, we Gareth Price says, "Good is listening to your old review of the 05 Lions tour and enjoying the fact Woodward is nowhere near this tour." Yes, we have. I mean, a, if you're a patron, we do have a Lions tour review of 2005 and 2009. And I don't think we ever we made it to 2013, did we? I think we, we didn't no, get to I don't know if we did. We did we 97. Yeah, we did 97. I think we did 97. 2005 was great fun. I was dreading doing it. Yes. It was actually really good fun. It was so um, bad that it was fun. We, there's enough distance now we can laugh at it. Mm, um, mm. Yeah. And then finally, Patricia says, hello, Patricia. She's as good as every second of the Australia versus France series. It's full of silly rugby, and all three games are really competitive. I wish they could play every week, and shit is the fact that they're not going to. Damn right. That brings us to the end of this. Too right it does. Thank you, Josh. Always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody who's been watching. I can see the enormous numbers, GB News level. And we'll speak to you all... Thursday, if you're a patron, our patron only episode on Thursday to talk about mm. the uh, Lion selections. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure. Stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans, <laughs> need to get in the kitchen and calm down, or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. 
Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect to cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Sports Social Podcast Network.